Hello and welcome to Flow. This is Josh. I'm J-Log. And we're glad you guys have joined us for yet another episode. Uh, let's start off in a word of prayer. Knowing Father, we just thank you for this day. We just thank you for yet another again, another opportunity just to be able to come and just to talk about your word and just be able to enjoy some conversations and just to um, help lead others, Lord. And I just ask that you bless our time, bless the, the conversations that we're going to have today, just talking about your word. And just ask that you bless the listeners and just help us all just grow closer to you. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we have an interesting topic today. Um, you know, one, one of the joys I get with uh, doing the, the podcast is coming up with the titles, you know, coming up with the names for it. Because, right. you know, in the other podcasts that I've, I, I work on, it's always, you know, whatever the title of the scripture that we're studying that day. Like, I don't get to be creative. Right. You know, and so I think I want to title this episode, hashtag out of context. <laughs> that would be the perfect way to yeah. label this. And so we're going to be, today, we're, we're, we sort of talk about, like, well, what do we want to talk about? And... Jason had come to me about a conversation about a verse, you know, and how some he was reading the article, and I'll let Jason expand upon this in a little bit, about how people's different views on it. And the guy's talking about different scriptures that are out there that people take out of context, or they get to mean what the exact intent of that verse is, they twist it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're just going to talk about some verses that people take out of context and, you know, sort of try to help put some light into it. Um, obviously, sort of just the foundation of this is that if you're looking at a single verse, you always need to look at the verses around it to get the full context of what's going on. That is huge. Yeah, like if somebody just gives you a verse going, "Hey, did you know this verse says this?" And it's like, okay, but what does the, the what's the what's the meat around yeah, it? Yeah, what's the meat around it? Like you know, yeah. it'd be like, hey, here's a turkey slice. Okay, mm-hmm. well, where's the rest of the sandwich? Where's the rest of the sandwich, you know? man? Yeah. Where's the bread? Where's yeah. the lettuce? Where's the so on and so forth? And we kind of like you mentioned expanded on this topic because of a conversation that uh, I wanted to have with you. And I, and one of my first things I want to tell you guys is, as we go into this episode, please be open-minded that it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly... <laughs> uh, Josh hit, hit the nail on the head here a minute ago about reading the verses two and, and you know before and after, and maybe even the chapter before yeah. and the chapter after, to find out what the true meaning of one verse is. And you're thinking, do I really have to read that much to figure out what one verse is? Absolutely. You Absolutely. need to know the background of what's going on in, within the uh, cultural, historical right. meat of the subject of what's yeah. being discussed and why it's being said. and. Is it a good time to go ahead and just kick off and start talking about it, or do you have some things you want to throw out so, beforehand? I'm going to give just a softball one, just to sort of get, to get the brain going. Yeah, let's go. Like, I'm going to give this example, and be like, well, yeah, obviously that's not what it's talking about. So in, in my research for this, in the comment sections of one of these posts, I said, yeah, I had a pastor that said that John 3.16, he used that verse as a offering message, as the key verse for, like, encouraging people to give their tithe and offering Right. Because it's like, well, we see that in John three sixteen that God gave, so we should give. And it's like, no, that's not what the content context of that verse is about. Like right. in any way, shape, or fashion, is it about giving your tithe and offering? You know, there's other verses that are a lot better for that. That is not one that's of them. That's not one of them. <laughs> you know, and no. so that's what we're talking about. Just sort of where people are like, well, yeah, this verse means this. No. There's other verses that might mean that, but this verse does not mean that, mm. you know. So let's get into so, some more uh, 
meatier ones. How about that? You know, let, let's do that. I'm going to kind of expand on that just for one yeah. second. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my brain around how that would be right <laughs> as a tithing. Yeah. But, I mean, I, can, I can't, no, yeah. I can't see it. But, no, yeah, it's like, but, what in the world are you talking what about? What are you talking about? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I agree. Let's, let's jump in with some more, you know, in baseball, which is one of my favorite sports, you always have that relief pitcher that you bring in at the end of the game to close the game out. Yes. To secure the win. Uh, you got that sharpshooter that shoots the three at the end of the game, the, the, the man you would throw the ball to in the clutch. Uh, for those football fans, you've got that quarterback that can throw the Hail Mary oh, and yeah. uh, land it in the end zone in the wide receiver's arms. These are verses, uh, especially the one that we're getting ready to hit right now, that is a that they are the go-to verses. They're the verse that's in the bullpen waiting for you mm-hmm. to pull it out to use it at the right moment in time in life so that you can either bring encouragement so that you can try to prove yourself right right, or whatever the case may be. And I just started my classes back up, and one of my first assignments this week was to read this article, and it's on the ever-so-famous verse from Jeremiah 29.11. Yes. And the title of the uh, article that I had to read was uh, explain why it's not you, but we. Mm-hmm. And as I was looking through this, I started thinking, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and I know the verse, and I know, and I've heard it obviously a billion times, right. and, and it is one of those go to oh yeah moment verses, like okay, little Johnny or Susie's graduating college or high school, mm-hmm. and here's a plaque that says, and that's honestly what the article said, but I mean, I've seen, I've actually, instead of reading the article and thinking, okay, I've actually seen those things. I've seen people give this verse out in a plaque or a picture or a text message uh, as somebody's getting ready to go off and do something or somebody's going to be discouraged or, I mean, to be encouraged and stuff. But for those of you that do not know, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. And as I was reading that, and I was trying to understand what the writer of the article that I had to read and give a write a paper on yeah. was saying, basically the, the author of that article was saying that this verse gets taken out of context, that people believe that it is solely meant for you, right, the individual. Yeah. And his correct context of using it was when he explained what happened in the Word as far as um, it's more or less, it was more or less about the, the nation of Israel. Yeah. And meant for as a whole. Yep. And I honestly, it was one of those dumbfound moments. <laughs> I was sitting there looking at it and I'm like, okay, yes, I know a little bit about the story. I know a little bit about what's going on, but I don't obviously know it all. Right. So I thought to myself, man, I want to hurry up and get done with this homework assignment. I can write my <laughs> way through this paper and be good. But honestly, it was, I would like to think that it was as much my mind as anything. But honestly, looking at it now, I realize it was the Holy Spirit saying, I want you to go back and research this. I want you right. to read. So I read. Right. Honestly, yeah. I read. That's that's verse 11. So I went up and read, started verse one mm-hmm. and I read through the whole chapter and mm-hmm. looked ahead at some of the next chapter and so yep. on and so forth and I was like, you know, it makes sense now. Yeah. 
you know what what is your what is your opinion on that josh what do you think about that so i love the book of jeremiah um when i was in seminary i actually took a class it was a tuesday night class they met for met four hours every tuesday night and right. it was just on the book of jeremiah and limitations and so i fell in love with the book of jeremiah mm. um but we see that we look at this in the context of the book of jeremiah that up to chapter 29 it's all about if Israel does not repent, mm-hmm. they're going to be punished. Like right. you are disobeying God, there's punishment. Right. But as the sovereign God that He is, there's always that remnant that mm-hmm. God saves, and mm-hmm. that's what chapter twenty nine is about. Is this remnant that God's going to be like? All right, for those of you who do follow me, for those of you who will, you know, obey, I'm going to prosper you. You know, this right. remnant that's staying right. behind, you will be successful. You know, and you know, we talk about verse eleven all the time, but we talk about twelve and thirteen after that. And then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will mm-hmm. seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not the what are we getting from God right. of Him? You know, hey, I want to prosper you. No, it's mm-hmm. I want to prosper you, but then you're going to turn it right back to well, me. Well, I mean, stop and look at the story a little bit. The thing that stuck to me was like. Again, you have to know the whole right, story. Yeah. I mean, because I looked at this as saying, okay, all actions have a consequence. And that was repeated all the way throughout the book of Jeremiah. Yes. That if you don't, this will happen. If you don't, this will happen. So when it comes up to the time thereof getting ready to happen, they look at this moment as a time of, is Jeremiah going to come in on his white horse? And rescue right. us like Moses did. Right. And <laughs> yeah. No. No. Jeremiah no. does not. No. <laughs> no. Um, that's not it. But to see that God was using Jeremiah to put out this message of what's what, what's to be expected, what is for those of you that are, this is like you said. This is what is. This is yeah. what I'll do. This is what happens. For those of you that don't, I love you. Yeah. I care about you grow off of. Yeah. And you, and you think about who Jeremiah is writing to in this verse. It's to people who are captive in Babylon. Mm-hmm. This prosperity here is not like, well, I'm going to give you all types of money. It's not I'm going to give you freedom. Mm-hmm. Like it's the basics. Like it's not prosperity in the way we think of prosperity. It's prosperity in, and you're just going to have your basics back. Right. You know, and that's, that. I mean, that's huge for somebody that's in captivity. Oh, absolutely. But for, for us who are like, well, we have, you know, we everything. We want, we want prosperity. Right. I want my, you know, Lamborghini, and I yes. want my mansion, yes. you know? Yes. Yeah, like, that's the prosperity I'm talking about. Well, that's not the prosperity that God's talking no, about. <laughs> God's not thinking of that. No. Yeah, it's not some magical verse to give us exactly what we want. You know, it's it's a verse to me of encouragement. Yeah. A verse of be faithful, yeah. be just, be a good steward, and I've got your back. Yeah. I'm not going to... And there's plenty of verses in the Bible that talk about that. Oh, absolutely. You know, that, hey, God's going to look out for you. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows the number of hairs on our head. You know, he takes care of the birds and the, the grass. How much more is he going to take care of us? You know, all these verses that we see that God will look out for you. Right. Now, it's not going to be this prosperity that we think about yeah. of being riched and name it and claim it and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a fulfilling life in him because, once again, we turn everything back to God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about it's not about us. No, not at all. No, but that was kind of the go-to of of getting this topic yeah. started. And 
I know you've got a handful over there that you want to <laughs> so, jump into. Yeah, let's just let's just go and go into the next one. So we have Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like top two. You know, oh, absolutely. I would we'll agree we'll talk that. about the other top two, and the top two is Philippians four thirteen. Philippians four thirteen. You know, the gotcha. verse that everybody uses. Right. I can do all things through Him who gives me strength. Mm-hmm. And we love to use that verse. I mean, especially in athletics and stuff like that, we see that all over the place. Or just you know. We're having a difficult day at work. Well, I can do this. God's going to give me strength. Or I can make the winning shot because God's going to give me strength. <laughs> but it's not – that's not it. Like that misses no. the whole context of everything. Um, if we look at Philippians 4.12, you know, leading up to this, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And then it goes into, I can do all things through him who gives me strength or who strengthens me. You know, it's this idea of just being content in whatever we have mm-hmm. in the situation is, that we're in, that's where we're content. And then God will use us. You know, this is all about God using us where he wants us to be. And wherever God wants us to be, he's going to give us the strength to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the saying? You know, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. Yes. You know, that God's going to give us the strength to do what he's called us to do. It's not the strength to do what we want to do. No. And there's a huge difference in that. Oh, there's a huge difference. You know, because actually I was talking about this uh, uh, Sunday night with our kids was, you know, it was up to me. I would not be a children's pastor in the middle of Kentucky. Like if you had talked to high school Josh, you know, many years ago, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, it would never would have been the thought of, well, yeah, I want to be a, pastor, marry a girl from Missouri and live in the middle of Kentucky. That never was on my no. radar. You know, no. I was been like, well, yeah, I want to be a youth pastor, but I want to stay home. You know, exactly. I want to stay near my friends and near my family. You know, I don't want to go move across the country, but you know, God is, there's no way I would be here today without God. Oh, like, no. There's no way in the, the strength of me Mm-mm. that I would be here. No. But, I mean, it's, I look at that verse, too, and I I look at it and say, you're exactly right. It's not about what you want to do. It's about what he wants you to do and being content within that. There's a reason why you're not where you're at. Right. There's a reason why the things that are going on in your life and exactly going according to what you want to do. But be content. Yeah. He's not saying necessarily that you're going to be the most thrilled to death about it. Right. Because you look at when Paul wrote this, mm-hmm. Paul's in house arrest, waiting to be trialed and maybe executed. Like, this is not his best life now. No. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's the, God, you're going to give me strength to get through this because I'm doing the right I'm thing. I'm where you are. Yeah, I'm where you want me to be. Amen. You know, and that's a huge thing there because, yeah, we, we miss it so many times, you know. Yeah. So keep in mind, guys, as we're going through this, and we're bringing these verses up, how have you used them? Right. How have you heard them being used? And more importantly, what is the correct way to use them? Yep. And how can that impact your life? Yeah. Um, Yeah, because, I mean, I'll be honest. When I first started teaching, I definitely would use these out of context because I didn't know any better. Didn't know better. Yeah, because I'd just be like, oh, well, I've seen somebody else use it this way. Well, yeah. yeah. Or you just do a search for, you know, prosperity or whatever you're you know the key word that she is and you don't take the time to look at the mm-hmm. other verses around it 
now that I've matured in my teaching and in you know my faith, it's definitely like, all right, I'm not just going to grab a random verse that might say mm-hmm. this and just throw it out there to be whatever I want it to be. Right. You know. Well, let's get into some more. Let's go. Let's so, keep, so just on. just so you guys know. Once again, I'm not coming up with these off the top of my head. <laughs> Are you sure, Josh? I, I am positive. You Bible whiz, you. <laughs> I don't want to put the, the faults out there that I'm more than what I am, you know. No. But, you know, we looked up just some common verses that get misused. And right. some of these were like, well, I never knew people misused them out of the way. But mm-hmm. then I read the article, I'm like, okay, I could see where people would misuse these. That. So we knew we were definitely going to talk about the last two because those, exactly. are, those are the big two ones. But the rest of these, we just sort of got off this list. And, you know, some of them I, I agree with, and some of them I'm like, well, I've never really seen somebody use this out of context, context before. Right. But, you know, let, let's, let's get into it. All right. So Matthew 7, 1, judge not lest you be judged. Mm. You know, how many times do we hear that thrown out there? Well, don't judge me. Mm. Judge not lest you be judged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew 7 1, right? Matthew 7 1. Yep. Mm. And once again, this is, you know, people, well, you can't judge me. Only God can judge me. When we look in Scripture, there is no saying in Scripture that only God can judge me. Right. That comes straight out of the mouth of Tupac. You know? <laughs> <laughs> only God can judge me. <laughs> <laughs> My man just says straight out of the mouth of Tupac. <laughs> so, uh, but we see where God right. calls us to hold each other accountable. Like part of being a Christian mm-hmm. is when we see a brother or sister in Christ struggling or having a hard time, we come to them in a loving way. You know, we hold them accountable. We should have people holding us accountable when they see that we are, you know, struggling and faulting. That's that's part of being in the family of God. You know, absolutely. We, I mean. With families, you know, your parents correct you. Hopefully your siblings will be like, hey, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Obviously not as children because that's just different. But, you know, when you get older, your sibling is like, hey, so you're struggling with this. Let me let me help you out with that or something like that, you know. We're with here. Judge not lest you be judged. It's not talking about us judging one another. Mm-mm. It's talking about really the context of this is the court system, how as Christians we shouldn't really be taking other Christians to court over stuff it should be something that we're able to work out together because we have the common mindset of god god you know yeah but so many times this verse gets thrown out there especially by people that we're trying to hold accountable mm-hmm. you know hey jason i see you're struggling with lying josh don't judge me <laughs> you know yeah, josh fix yourself <laughs> fix yourself yeah and it's like <laughs> well yeah there's still plenty of me to fix and we see that also in you know, the parable of the, the speck, don't look at the speck in your brother's eye yeah. when you have a log in your own eye. Yeah. You few, verse, few verses down. Yeah. And, but, you know, this, there's part of the Christian life is holding each other accountable, you know, and obviously to a lost world, you can't just go and be like, Hey, you're sinning and doing wrong. You know, we got to do it. Love. Love. Yeah. Cause they're not going to understand what sin is until they know what the gospel is. Mm-hmm. You know, we, so many times as a church, we try to hold the world accountable to the way we expect them to act and expect them to act as Christians, but and they're not going to. No, and there's so many times, and I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm guilty of this in my earlier life of ministry and so on and so forth, but how many times have you seen people witness wrong? Oh, yeah. You know, you shouldn't be doing that. Jesus wouldn't do that. And here's why you need to do this and this and this. Well, you've done, 
you've done condemn them for <laughs> what they've done and the idea that they feel that you're coming at them yeah. in an aggressive manner when it should be in a loving manner yes. explaining why you're saying what you're saying. And that will tie into another verse that we'll talk about here in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when it comes to judging, we hold each other accountable. That's what we're called to do. Now, right. Yes, God is the ultimate judge. But we should be holding other Christians accountable for their actions in a loving way. Right. And to the lost and dying world, we just need to show them God's love. I mean. Just lay it out there. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, honestly, it's that simple. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about rest for a little bit. Did you know, Jason, mm-hmm. that I have a scripture verse right here that says, I just need to rest and not do anything ever. 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 I would love to hear that verse. All right. Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted <laughs> among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. See, I just have to be mm. still. Just be still. I don't, just have don't to do be anything. I just have to be still and not do anything right. ever. Obviously that's not what this verse is talking mm, about. No. <laughs> but that's how people take this verse. Is that well I just need to be still and not do anything. I just need to just know that God is God and he's got everything in control. He's on he's in control of it all. Yeah. And yes, there is truth to that. We do need to be still sometimes. We do need the rest. Um mm-hmm. one of the things that we did this past year going to New Year's, I don't remember if we talked about this in our New Year's episode or not, but we came up with words that's like our word of focus for this year. And my word of focus for this year is actually rest because I was burning myself out last year. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that just with all the streaming stuff right. and all the craziness, you know. And so that's my word this year is rest. Now, mm-hmm. does that mean that I'm not going to do anything? No. Absolutely not. Right. Because, yes, we rest in God, and God gives us our strength and gives us energy, but he gives us the strength and energy so we can do his work. Right. God's not just going to call us just to be still and not do anything. I mean, I want to see, I want you to understand and see the difference of this. This will only take just a couple of seconds. But let me read the first nine verses of this chapter. Ooh, as I drop my phone As in. you drop your phone down. <laughs> um, as you're pulling it up, I'm going to go ahead and start reading, yeah, Josh. go for it. Uh, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we therefore we will not fear the, through the earth, though the earth give away and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Verse 4. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at at break of day. Verse 6. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. Verse 7. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The uh, desolations he has brought on the earth. Verse 9, he makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear, or bow, I'm sorry, breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. And verse 10, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to that. There's a ton to that. There's a ton to that. And we see that there's time to be still and be quiet. I mm-hmm. mean, just think of Elijah with, you know, the fire on the mountainside Mountains. and the, the earthquake. And, you know, he heard God in the still, small voice. Mm-hmm. And we see where Jesus rested. I mean, if Jesus rested, that should teach us, hey. Hey, it's okay. We should rest. 
But Jesus' whole ministry was not him resting. No. It wasn't his it wasn't him doing nothing but sitting under a shade tree right. and waiting for the disciples just to do their own thing based on what he was saying. Yeah. It was him living the example. Yeah. And the greatest example of this is just creation. God worked for six days and then rested on the seventh. True. I mean, there's time for rest, but there's time for us to take action and work. And that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day of the church actually taking action, action and doing what God's called us to right. do. But yeah, we see that it's not just a, let's be quiet and just not do anything right? forever. There's a time and place for that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a time and place for action. So Absolutely. I know and before us talking, you had mentioned verse five here. Yes. Um, so uh, if you want to. Yeah, give me a second. Yeah. No, you're fine. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> There it is. Uh, let me see. It's uh, the verse, uh, Psalms 46, 5. It says, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. A lot of people that I read on this just used the first part of this and didn't honestly read what's around it. And there's a lot to that where they just take not even the whole verse. It's just no, a part of it. Just verse. a part of it. The yeah. first part, God is within her. She will not fall. Yeah. And then there you go. I mean, and that's like a great plaque. Like, hey, this is a great Mother's Day plaque. Yeah. Boom. She will not fall. So yeah. no matter what I ask for. Right. Guy says right here in God's Word, he's 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 within her. Yeah. She will not fall. She will not fall. But they don't read the verse before that. Hmm. When it talks about the she here is actually the holy city of God. God. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, the she is not even a person. No. <laughs> like, so. yeah. It's all about the context. Do you, do you guys understand and see why... Some of these verses, when you're reading the Bible, and I encourage you, um, I encourage all of you, but I mean, especially you new believers that are out there, that when you Google something, when you just open your Bible in search of something, make sure that you search the surroundings of what you find you think that you're looking for so that you understand what it is. And better yet, if not, seek counsel on it. Text your youth director, check, text your uh, maybe associate pastor, your pastor, whatever the case may be, to find out what is a good verse for this, for the way that you're feeling, or for what is, until you become comfortable of reading and studying and, and understanding the text of God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just it. If you're having a hard time understanding, reach out. Reach out to us. Absolutely, I mean, yeah, reach yeah. out to us. I mean, that's yeah. a good point, I Josh. Mean, we're, we, will, we are definitely not experts. No. No. But no. <laughs> we can look stuff up. We can help you out. With, I mean, it might be something that we're able to answer. If it's not something we're able to answer, you know, we'll find you an answer. You know, this is a loaded, this is a loaded, uh, weak conversation here that we're going over because there's going to be so many eyes that are opened, I believe, oh, I agree. Through, through, through this topic. So, guys, if you would do us a favor, as Josh mentioned, if you go to www.flowpodcast.org, at the bottom, you'll see a... Uh, place where you can ask questions. Please feel free to go in there, ask questions, uh, make comments. Uh, you can find emails on there, at least mine for now. I know we're still working on Josh's. Um, and get that done, get that taken care of, uh, so that we can help you guys yeah. understand these better. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's part of the reason why we do this, is to help you guys out. And so if you have questions, definitely reach out. So let's talk about a big one that's been a big verse for this past year. That we've heard lots of people use. 
Romans 13.1. Romans 13.1. Yep. Let go. every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those authorities that exist have been instituted by God. Mm-hmm. This verse has been out there a lot this year. And yes, we need to obey our authorities. Mm-hmm. What this is not saying, though, is that we just need to blindly obey our authorities. If we see them going against Scripture, if we see them treating people wrong, then that's where we need to do the right thing. And, and we make see the right this. Decision. Yeah, make the right decisions. And we see this throughout Scripture. The Egyptians slaved the Hebrews, and God empowered Moses to overthrow the regime. King Darius was upset by Daniel's worship of God, and so he punished Daniel, and they, God saved him. Mm-hmm. You know, and even Jesus, he was enraged by the way the religious leaders were treating the temple during his day and threw them out of the temple, you know, mm-hmm. chased them out. And so we see there's a time for us to step up with right. We look at, you know, Reverend Martin Luther King. You know, he led a movement because people were being treated wrongly. Mm-hmm. You know, he stood up for what was right. And we see this throughout history of God's people is that it's our job is to look out for the people. Right. You know, and not just look out for Christians, but look out for those who are being mistreated. Look Look out for for the wrongdoings in this world. We need to step up and do the right thing. We need to make the right decision, guys. You need to... There's, There's... a time to be obedient and a time to not be obedient and a time to do just kind of what's right and according to God. And we're called to be living examples. And the way you're a living example is by fulfilling what God wrote for us in our lovely instruction book yes. called the Bible. Yes. And don't be afraid or ashamed to stand up and, and step out in it. Yeah, we see time and time again where when we step out and follow God, that God is with us. Does that mean it's going to be easy? Does that mean there will be no persecution? No. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard. There can be persecution. But Mm -hmm. we see time and time again that God calls us to do the right thing. Well, and you've got to be open-minded to eat that humble pie. Yes. Um, I have to eat that. I'm not going to say a lot because I, I don't, but there's times that even like right now in my life was something that I'm going through at this very second. And as I'm talking to you guys, God and the Holy Spirit is speaking through me through what we're talking about that I had no idea what we were going to say to each other. <laughs> right. That that I am spiritually eating that pie right now. And saying, God, internally while Josh is talking, I'm sitting here telling God, I'm like, okay, hey, it's not what I want to hear. <laughs> it's not what I want you to tell me to do, even though because I thought I was right in the situation. Isn't there so much truth in that? Oh, a ton. Like, and this is a very dangerous thing for when we start learning the Bible more and more because we're mm-hmm. like, well, I know exactly what God thinks of this. I know exactly what God wants me to do this because I know what the Scripture says about this. Mm-hmm. But then God can use anything to be like, nah, you think you know, but you don't really know. Don't have a clue. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about the Word of God. We talk about it being the living Word of God. And right. that's because it speaks to us, it, it directs us, it moves us, and it guides us, and it never contradicts itself, but it can, we can read the same passage five different times within mm-hmm. a few months of each other, and each time it can mean something, like speak to us in a different right. way, you know? And that's what the amazing thing is about God, is that how he 
you know, we have those promises that his word will not return void, that all these things that will happen and it's because God is faithful in all of this. God's faithful. He's just, he's true. And don't, it's so funny when God is being God and no, not just when he's being God, but when he's being dad, Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And he has been, he has been just standing over me this, this whole day. And even right now he's like, come on, you know, better man, you know, come on. And that's the the amazing thing is, so I look at my kids right now, you know, I have a almost two year old, Mm -hmm. she's 20 month old, you know, and then I have a, 10 year old going on 16 year old yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I like, know where you're yep. at with that yes <laughs> definitely and it's amazing like I'll have conversations with my 10 year old going you know better than this mm-hmm. like you know the right way to act I was like your sister has no idea because she's two right <laughs> you know right but you know it's the yeah God just sometimes is going really like really? are we going to have this conversation again, again. you know <laughs> yeah and it's again humbling yeah uh, but not to jump too far off topic, but it kind of led into some of the things we were talking about. Yeah. Well, let's talk about love for a second. Okay. All right. You know, we're getting, we're, we're, we're getting to Valentine's Day. <laughs> see what we're pulling out the old back pocket here, That's John. right. So 1 Corinthians 13, the mm, love chapter. The love the chapter. The love chapter. And we hear this most times at weddings. Yeah. You know? And yes, absolutely, this is about how we should be treating our spouse. Mm-hmm. But that's not the main intent to this verse. Right. Our spouse fits into the main intent of this verse, but it's not the sole intent. No. You know, we look at who Paul was writing to, the Church of Corinth, and they were going through so much of idolatry and just, you know, just sexual sins of just all types and shapes and, and nature. Right. And God had to lay this foundation of here's what true love is. And this is not just true mm-hmm. love between a husband and wife. This is love that you should be treating Christians, non-Christians, this is how you should be treating people in general, you know, and this is the love that we should have. So we talk, we look at this First Corinthians 13, and yes, right. absolutely applies to relationships with your spouse or, your, you know, your, your children, but it's so much more than that. It's how we should love everybody, right? you know, and sometimes we don't usually look at it like that because we just usually hear this verse in the context of... Mm-hmm. Weddings. Weddings and the yeah. significant other and the Valentines yep. and the cookies and the yep. little chocolates and so on and so forth. But isn't it amazing that when you start reading it and though it that's that's one of those chapters that kinda like you said, it's about your significant other how right. to treat your wife, how to this, that and the other. But in general it's got a bigger picture. Yeah. And how many of you all have went to somebody that's done you wrong and just said, I love you. Right. It's a hard thing. It's tough. I mean, it's a hard thing. There's some people right now that'd be like, I know I'm supposed to love you because God calls me to love you, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could say it, you know, know? but yeah, but that's what we're called. Like what we're called to do. People who have wronged us, people who've just, you know, abused us and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. God calls us to love them just like, anybody else and treat them the same way um yeah well i got a few more to go through let's rock them so uh romans eight twenty eight. another another good one out there good old romans eight twenty eight. good old romans eight twenty eight. and we know that all that in all things god works for the good of those who love him 
who have been called according to his purpose. So we see here that if we we love God, then everything's going to work out for our good. For our good. And good is such a weird word to define, you know, because you just think of it's one of those ones where the English language has a bad way of using it, like the word mm-hmm. love. You know, there right. should be different meanings of love. Same thing with good. You know, we have good moral. We have good flavor. We have just good in general. You know, like I could drink a can of Mountain Dew and be like, oh, man, this is good. Mm-hmm. Somebody will be like, Mountain Dew's disgusting, you know, <laughs> or just the, the greatest soda debate out there, Coke or Pepsi. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, it's all this, what is good? What is good? But this verse is not talking about that. If we love God, that everything's gonna work out for what we think is good. Everything's gonna work out for God's good. For what's good in His mind. Yeah, for what's good in His mind. Um, Verse twenty nine that sort of follows this helps put this in perspective. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. You know, usually we like verse twenty eight, but we don't really talk about a lot about verse twenty nine because it gets into some stuff that we don't really like to talk about as a church of Mm -hmm. predestination and all of that stuff, and we could talk for hours about that, so this will not be the episode to talk about that. <laughs> you know, you mean to tell me, Josh, that God knows already who's going to heaven? Yes. <gasps> I know. <laughs> we, we actually talked about this uh, the other night um, that, I mean, I, I don't even remember what verse I was in. I think it was Galatians. Yeah, I think it was Galatians 1, that God knew before the foundation of the world who was going to be saved. Right. Like, God knows who's going to be saved. It's it's in Scripture. There's no way we can get around that. We don't know who's going to be saved. No. Like, back in whatever the first January of 2001 is, one was when I mm-hmm. got saved, I didn't wake up that morning going, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go get I'm saved. I'm going to get saved. That's you it, know? man. <laughs> yeah. No, I woke up going, man, I have school, because I believe we had school that day. I don't remember for sure. And then going, I think I'm going to go to church tonight because some of my friends are coming back from Winter Extreme and I want to go, you know, hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. And then they got back and they started talking about how God changed their life. And I was like, that's what I need. I need God to change my life. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, there's no way I knew I was going to get saved. Even going into church that night, I didn't think I'm going to get saved. No. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, but God knew. God knows. And it, when you look back through that, I'm sure that when you were saved in 2001, Josh, you automatically started out being the on fire, just never changing. Back, you know, you didn't backslide <laughs> at all. Oh you no, was, no, 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 you, never. You was just oh, the, the walk, was, the walk, and talk. That's the talk right, guy, right. Just exactly how I am right now. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that because we're talking about this verse, and God know. Um, uh, why? I, hold on one second. We say that and. I think back to my own walk and how God already knew. Yeah. He knew that I was going to get saved and say the prayer and and feel have a little bit of the feelings and and more importantly this is a true testament that it's not a prayer that saves you. All right. It's a continuous pounding of God in your heart speaking to you, talking to you. It's a matter of whether or not you choose to listen. Mm-hmm. I received enough information that night to understand that God had a plan for me, and I, I wanted to be at this place called church. I wanted to go to this place called youth group and do these awesome things that they do, which I did all the time. 
how God knew the day and time when I would look at it and realize, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And that's exactly like, yeah, God knew I was going to get saved in 2001. He knew when I was going to backslide. He knew what he was going to use do to get my attention, to get me, prevent me from backsliding even further. Right. He knew that on the day that we're recording this of January 11th, 2021, that I'd be sitting in this room right here with Jason recording. That's it. You know, like yesterday I knew I'd be here, but, you know, things happen and sometimes mm-hmm. we're not able to record when we're we planned. We're not able to record when we you know? to. Yeah, like, but God knew. And that's just how amazing God, like, I look at before lunch today, mm-hmm. I had walked over to the office because we had some internet issues. I wasn't planning on going to the office, but I had to turn something in. I had to do, was going to help out with internet issues. Happened to be that Tyler was there, and so we went and sat. I went and sat down and talked to Tyler for a little bit, and before I knew it, it was eleven thirty because we had talked about ministry stuff and all this stuff that was not on my plans for today. Right. But you know, how much did that help you though with some maybe some things? That... Oh, absolutely. Like it got us planned for fundraisers that we're going to do for camp. It got us planned for you know some things that we're going to try to work on together with the youth and kid. Like. So much stuff that you yeah. what wasn't in your plans no. and in your timing, but once again, guys, how we talked about earlier, it was all in God's timing right. that it happened. And something that I want you to pay attention to is there's a reason that you're here today listening to this. Yeah, and there's a reason that right now you're tuned in and you've heard everything so far that Josh and I have had to say. And it's not that we're saying it because we're Josh and Jason, Jason, something special. It's because of God working through us. Jason, my mom said I'm very special. Now, Josh, come on. <laughs> I love it. But, uh, guys, it's it's uh, it, it's God putting you in a place of right now. Right. Nothing happens by accidents or coincidence. You know, I, I love the show NCIS. It's one of my, you know, favorite shows just to go back and watch, too. And Gibbs, you know, he has his rules that nothing ever happens by coincidence. Right. And I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like, and not just from the shows, but actually from God makes things happen for a reason. Right. And sometimes we might not ever know the reason for that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we do, and we're like, man, it was just coincidence that we happened to be here. No, there was no coincidence about that. No, there's no coincidence at all. Yeah, like, this is what God wanted to happen, mm-hmm. or what God put in place to happen, or, you know. You know, it's it's what's funny about that is, is we usually record, for the most part, Monday. Here of late, we've been recording Mondays at 1130. Yeah. And I'm looking at him like, of course, I had a meeting with this, you know, first yeah. of all, guys, when he says Tyler, he's talking about our youth director, not my son. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I had a meeting as well at basically right after you did yeah. with him. We went out to eat lunch and stuff. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself this whole time. I'm like, okay, we're talking, we're meeting, we're, this is great. And then I'm like, I haven't done podcasts yet because we're usually doing podcasts now. <laughs> yeah. So. There's a reason for it. was weird. I had to actually go get my own lunch. Yeah, no. <laughs> What's up? I know. <laughs> I mean, we, didn't, we didn't get that pork chop dinner. I know. So. <laughs> but it, it's, again, I didn't think of it, though. Whenever, right. I, whenever I scheduled that meeting with him, I didn't think about our podcast at 1130 because it wasn't on my mind. It right. was what God wanted me to do at that time. Right. That's when he wanted me to oh, talk yeah. to Tyler. That's why we were able to have a good conversation and maybe get this event planned. And what's crazy is that who knows the conversation that me and Tyler had, if that helped influence Tyler's conversation that he was going to have with you about stuff. I'd say it did. I mean, like, it's just crazy just how 
just a just, just, it's, it's, it's like a great big blueprint right, yeah. that he only knows yeah. the next step in. Right. God's like, all right, I need this to happen here so they can talk about it here, and it's less like so that it can get planned. Yeah. Like and, and God is just, you, and, and it's funny because yeah. as I come in here and I tell you that you know, hey, I, yeah, I talked to Tyler and I kind of brought your name up. Hope you don't mind. And you're like, well, that's kind of cool because me and Tyler talked about it too. Yeah. The thing that me and Tyler was meeting about and. It just goes to show you that God's got the right people the, and putting you in the right places to do the right things at the right time. Yes. Now, that's you following in God, God's obedience. Right. Don't think that if you go knock off a bank or if you do this, <laughs> that, and the other. Right, yeah. Well, you know, God put me in front of this bank at this particular point in time in life, and I figured out, you know. Right. That's not what we're talking about here. And it's crazy because you think about me going to the office because they're having some issues and I turn something in, of that being following God's will. Because it's just like, well, no, it's just part of the routine of me turning in stuff and doing, you know, <laughs> right. me being the on-site tech right. person for the church, you know. Mm-hmm. But God had other plans of, all right, yeah, this is what I want to use to get you to the office so that you're not just, like, hanging out in your office doing, you know, other stuff, you know. Right. And so, yeah, it's just amazing how God just, and like it says here, works everything out for his good. For his good. For his good. And it's for those who love him and follow him. Like, it's right. not for Josh's good. No. You know, because... I would have just stayed back here and done mm-hmm. some other stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. not that it wasn't good at what I was doing, but it's well, not what God had in store for me today. Well, let, let me give you an example of this real quick without going into too much detail. There was something going on at the house, part of that humble pie I'm having to eat right now. <laughs> right. And I so much wanted to just pick the phone up and say, you know, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. It's not going to work out. This is not a good time for me. But something said just to keep going, to push through, walking in obedience, walking in God's timing, in God's timing to do his things. It's about being, and it's it's, it's about trusting is what it is, and knowing that he's got the best interest at heart for what he wants for us to do. It's just we have to follow it and be just with it. Yeah. uh, Yes. Sorry. I'm getting all types of... Text. You and me both. But that, that's okay. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's just life right now. Yes, sir. So we're, we'll just cover a couple more of these. We won't get through all of these just because we could be here all day, really. Um, but let's talk about salvation for a second. I mean, I mean, there's never any verses that people take out of context when talking about salvation. Definitely, there's lots of verses that people take out of context when they talk about salvation. <laughs> yes. But Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, For as by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not yourself, it is the gift of God, not by works that, so that you no one can boast. That's pretty straightforward, right? That's pretty wide, Pretty yeah. straightforward. And then we'll get to verse 10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. All right? Mm-hmm. And so people say that these two verses, these sets of verses contradict each other. Well, is it a free gift or is it a gift that we have to work for? You know, and people will take either one of these verses and, and twist, twist them it and flip them. And flip them. Be like, well, see, we have to work for our salvation. No, it's a free gift, even though they're literally right in the right group, next to each <laughs> right other. Right next to each other. But we see here that salvation is free, but we work because of this free gift that we've gotten. This free gift we got to be the example thereof. Yes. And why we're doing the work. Yep. And so that we can treat others the right way and so that we can share God's love. Like, salvation is free. 
There's no strings to it. There's no, like, none. it's free. But because of the salvation that I have, mm-hmm. it makes me do the work that I do. Right. You know, it makes me want to teach people about Jesus. It makes me want to live my life for Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, because he's given me this amazing free gift that there's nothing I could ever do to repay it. Right. Not that he's asking me to repay it, but I want to because it's th- this amazing gift. You it's, know? A, it's a relationship. It's, yes. It's it's entrusting God with your life, and you fill him within you so much that he puts the desire for you to want to do good things and to do works and to do all these things. But it's not going to get you nowhere if that's your mindset of, I'm going to go rake the leaves at church and right. see, see you next week, Jesus. Yeah. You know, if I die. Yep. It's, works aren't going to get you anywhere. No. Um, we'll cover one more. Yeah. And like I said, I still have, there's lots that we could talk about this, but we're starting to run out of time. Um, Matthew six thirty three, but seek first the kingdom of, of his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. You know, a lot of people hear this and this is one of those verses where they just take part of it. Part of it. And all these things will be added, given to you. You know, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, God will give me whatever I want. And there's other verses out there that people will manipulate. Well, if I just pray, God's going to give it to me. God said it in his word right yeah. there. If I went to church, Josh, he'd bless me with this new car next week. You are exactly wrong, Jason. <laughs> 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 but we see here that we need to seek his kingdom and seek him first. Mm-hmm. And in the big context of this is that this verse is dealing at the end of all the the parable of the, the of the mountain, mountain, or not the parable of the mountain, no. but the sermon on the mount. Yeah, you know, chapter five and six. And so there's lots of teaching that goes into this, and it finishes with if you seek God's kingdom and do all this other stuff, and you are righteous in this, then He will give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, we seek God; God's going to let us find Him. If we are righteous, God's going to let us be righteous. You know, God's going to help us to do what. He wants us to do. You know, it's what he's called us to do. And we just need to live that life of doing what God has called us to do. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me... Uh, just I Another think, one to the floor. <laughs> just throwing pages to the floor. Throwing them over your head. <laughs> That's right. Throwing them over your head. Um, isn't it funny that even like right now we're, we're on... I love to say that we're on air, so to speak. Right. <laughs> um, but we're not on air. We're recording. Um, and we both keep getting text messages, and they're important text messages they are, yeah. that we've got. Um, let me just send this real quick. Isn't no, this funny, guys? You're completely fine. Isn't this funny? <laughs> uh, this is always my favorite part when we did the live stream of podcasting because we'd get stuff like this, and there'd be plenty of times when you know me and Marcus recording, and then Gary would call and be like, "All right." I'm going to go step outside and take this call from Gary because when Gary calls, <laughs> you got to take you it. answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, I forgot where we was, and that's part about, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So, you have any other verses you want to throw out there? I, think I know we've gone through a, lo- a long. We, we we went through a ton of verses, yeah. guys, and then as Josh has said, there's a ton of verses more that we could go through, and honestly, we could probably pick this up in another week or two or month <laughs> or so, and yeah, and do kind of a part two, which I'd actually like to hit on because. Yeah. The more we talk about these verses, and we say them sometimes in just that it's that it's sometimes funny the things that we hear, like the John three sixteen right. one, and so on and so forth. It's kind of comical a little bit to some of the ones that we hear, but I've learned so much just sitting here 
listening to us talk about the true meaning. Some of the things that you've said, Josh, that, that I didn't yeah. know about, and and I can imagine that you guys out there as well are learning. At least I hope you are some things that that we're pulling straight from scripture and and uh, how to properly use them. So yeah, I definitely would look forward to uh, you down for doing maybe an episode part two. Yeah, later absolutely. on down the line. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and the big thing, big takeaway from this is that when you guys look at verses or even verses on plaques or whatever, is that um, look at the context of them. Mm-hmm. You know, look at what's going on around them and look at the whole for, whole whole thing because people are so easy just to throw out, just throw out a verse, just throw out a verse. You know, and we just got to make sure that we're using it in the right context. Right. You know, because. And most of the time, in the context that we're trying to use it in, there's other verses that will apply even better to that, mm-hmm. and that's what they actually that's mean. that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, but it takes time and effort on our part. You know, we talk mm-hmm. about the Jeremiah 29, 11. Well, everybody, almost everybody, you know, majority of people know what that is or know the general concept of it. They may not recognize the reference, but as soon as you start saying it, oh, yeah, I know that verse. And it's just because we've heard it so many times, so people use it so often, even though... Like we said, some, sometimes it's out of context. And so out of all this is that as you guys are studying, as you guys are hearing stuff, make sure you, you use it in the right context. Right. And if you have questions, like we said before, or if you have questions or if you have other verses that you've heard people use out of context, definitely let us know. You know, you can uh, email us, head to the website, flowpodcast.org.org, and, you know, you can get in con- contact with us there. Um, if you guys have any topics you want us to cover, definitely let us know. Um, we want to... You know, we're coming up with topics ourselves, but if there's something you want us to cover, definitely let us know because we want to be able to yeah. help I you mean, guys out and reach out to you and you know, help you guys out and stuff like that. Because at so. the end of the day, this this podcast is for you. It's it was created because God had had put a, put something in our hearts to reach out to you, and yeah. so I mean, it doesn't have to be everything. Doesn't have to be. Well, I want you to talk about John, the book of John. Right. I want call. I mean, call us. Yeah. <laughs> Message us and and let us know. Hey, I want to know what is what does the Bible say about um, homosexuality? Right. What does the Bible say about uh, life in general, or whatever the topic yeah, whatever. may yep. may be? Let us know because we want to help you. We want to give you good, sound scripture advice. Uh, on how God would want you to live your life in accordance to the topic that you want us to talk about. So, Absolutely. Aside from that, Josh, you got anything else? I have nothing else. All right. Let's go ahead and close things out. All right. Let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for your uh, love and mercy and your grace, God. As we know, God, things aren't always going to be as we want them to be. I mean, me and Josh, our, our goal and our desire would be to sit here and have a very smooth-running podcast without any text messages going off or any phones ringing or uh, any of those things in the background that distract us. But, but Lord, life is not that way. And we just need to be remembered to stay steadfast in who you want us to be, push through the distractions in life, and knowing that some things are going to knock us off balance but we need to remember to keep you in the front of our life so we know how to handle that imbalance in our life. So just continue to walk with us, guide us, God. I thank you for the listeners. I ask that you bless them. Speak to their hearts right now, God, and and let them know that you love them. And more important, allow them to respond to that voice in their heart. And uh, until we have uh, another recording, I am Jason. And I'm Josh. God bless you guys. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. 
Make sure to check out flowpodcast.org to send in your questions or topics and get your official Flow merch. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok to get your faith life and off-the-wall fix during the week. Till next time, and remember to go with the flow.